How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin with Trying Success here on the Old Fashioned Health Network. Good health inside and out. I have a absolutely very interesting show today uh, from a gentleman. His name is Dave Supple. He has written this book called African American Roots. I actually found Dave on social media, on TikTok, and I was going through there and he started talking about all these ancient designs and where they came from and the architecture of African roots. And I was like, let me keep watching. And then I started following Dave and I started seeing more and more and more. And it is, I had to bring this guy on my show so he could explain to you all my facts. Uh, You'll be fascinated by it too. Uh, But Dave wrote a book, but without further ado, let me introduce Dave. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alvin. Thank you very much for having me on your show. It's a pleasure and an honor. No, man, I'm, I'm happy to have you. So look, tell the people a little bit about yourself uh, before we get started into this. Yeah, I mean, I, I own an architecture firm in Boston. I went to school for architecture and, um, you know, have have a family, grew up outside of New York City and Connecticut, small, you know, and uh, yeah, I kind of stumbled upon this uh, topic of this book, was never intending to write a book on it. <laughs> I just kind of uh, stumbled upon it. And once I had, you know, I just kept looking and looking and looking and looking. And, and that that really is where the book came from. Um, I can give you a little bit more on that if, you, if you'd like. Well, well, okay, so so here's, here's what was fascinating for me. When I was looking at Dave's social media, he started talking about where these, these uh, designs actually came from. And looking at, if you all can see some of the pictures at the bottom, and then even uh, even just the picture that's in Dave's cover of his book. Now, this background that you all see is also part of the images that's Dave, that's in Dave's book. Um, first of all, tell him a little bit about the book and kind of how it's later. Because, I mean, I've been yeah, it, it's really a, a picture book. Um, there's over 130 pictures in the book. And the story is really told visually. Mm-hmm. That's really, I think, what is the most powerful thing about the book is I'm not telling you, you don't have to believe me. Mm. You just need to look at the pictures. All right. And that's, that's all I'm asking folks to do is just look at the pictures and you come away with whatever conclusion you come away with. Um, and you know, basically we're taught on this subject of classical architecture, the book is called classical architectures, African roots. Mm -hmm. And this, uh, you know, the cover, which you see there has, uh, the Parthenon, which is in Athens, Greece. And this is really considered the most kind of best example of classical architecture. One of the best known examples. Um, but kind of what I stumbled upon and then I researched quite thoroughly is that, its roots are most definitely from Africa, specifically ancient Egypt, uh, what, the, what the inhabitants uh, refer to as Kemet. Mm-hmm. And um, the book is really just about showing that and showing, hey, I also, you know, it's 20 chapters mm-hmm. and each chapter takes up a, a f- element or a facet of classical architecture. Right. And I I have quotes in every chapter of what we're currently taught on the subject from, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica, mm-hmm. these, you know, sources that are supposed to be, 
everybody believes and this is, you know, the status quo and this is what's put out there was what's in our history books. And then I ask you to look and you see something totally different on terms of the source of where these different aspects and elements of classical architecture come from that still stand today. That's kind of the beauty of it. I've been calling this book, the smoking gun Mm -hmm. that has been missing. There has been a lot of discourse on this topic of like, Oh, the Greeks got it from the Egyptians. And I have these books. Um, There's, there's, you know, there's been other books written on this, but this guy, uh, Martin Bernal in, uh, in the, I think this was the eighties or nineties. He wrote a, a trilogy called black Athena, okay. but, but the book, there's no pictures. No. Yeah. That, that, that would be hard. And so, yeah, yeah. But most people don't read like, I've never read this book. I just have the book, mm-hmm. but the, the point is that, um, you know, there's a lot of evidence there already, mm-hmm. but, um, having these buildings still stand today and having you be able to just look at them and compare and say, Oh yes, logically, you know, this definitely was a progression from this. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the smoking gun that's been missing. Um, is, so, is what is, is what I feel. So your point in the book, uh, part, one of the things you want to highlight in the book is that, uh, what we've been taught about how these sculptures and where they originally came from didn't necessarily is is not actually accurate as what you've been able to uh, compare and discover. Yeah, yeah, and it's visibly apparent. You know, if you look at the pictures, you will see um, it's really not. It's conclusive. Like it. Again, I'm telling you to you come up with your own conclusion, but that's my that is my conclusion. And any person that I have you know, showed this material to no matter where they started off on the topic, you know, comes to comes to the same conclusion, um, because that is what really what went down. And we 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 don't just have the pictures. We have, you know, the historical accounts. I did. You know, this I'm not an academic. Right. But I, I did go through the process of validating every source. You know, I have thorough uh, notes on my sources and it is backed up by historical accounts. The, the ancient Greeks, um, from about 1200 to 700 BC mm-hmm. is known as Greeks dark age. Okay. That's like a thing in the history books. They had dark age, and then they came out of that into this classical period. And then like everything that good that ever came from the, for, on earth came from there at that time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what, what seems to occur. There's all these innovations, one of which is, is the buildings. But, um, what, what folks don't, you know, what isn't taught at the same time mm-hmm. that actually is true that occurred is in 650 BC, a longstanding ban on foreigners was lifted in ancient Egypt, wherein, uh, they could now come into ancient Egypt and be exposed to all the technology and innovations uh, that were there Mm -hmm. that they had never seen before. And in 600 BC, you see the first stone temple. Right. 
you know, nothing exists. They, again, they're coming out of their dark age ages. So, you know, what happened there? Um, you know, I think it, it's pretty, it's pretty evident. And, and the, one of the things is that the Greeks acknowledged it. It wasn't, it wasn't, they weren't the ones who, you know, created this misinformation and, you know, altered the truth. Right. They openly espoused that um, the ancient Egyptians were, were, you know, much more advanced and um, had been around for thousands of years. Yeah. Now, in this book, Classical Architecture's African Roots, mm-hmm. I don't get into the color of the skin of the ancient Egyptians, but I do. <laughs> okay. I, and the reason why is because I really wanted to leave this book as a picture book um, so that, and, it, and, and like, that's, that's what I'm, that's the result I'm looking to achieve with this book is that you would you know, you would say, you know, at the end of this book, you're, you're going to come to the conclusion of like, okay, yes, this came from that. This, this was a definite influence. Like you can't really walk away from going through all these pictures and not having that same conclusion. I have a, I have a book that I've, the majority of which is completed called Africa's uh, restoring Africa's legacy of creation, Mm -hmm. where I do very much go into the motives of why this misinformation occurred and the misinformation occurred um, because of, you know, the fact that those who started the misinformation who started to erase what they knew to be true, which is that the Greeks got it from the ancient Egyptians did that to position themselves with a a white Europe Mm -hmm. and away from a black Africa. Okay. Uh, And uh, from my research, you know, just to answer your question specifically, the Greeks testified that the Egyptians were a colony and that they came from, from Ethiopia. The first, you know, Mm-hmm. "Quote unquote historian is supposed to be this Greek uh, Herodotus, and he uh, he wrote that the uh, Egyptians had uh, you know uh, br- brown black skin and uh, woolly hair. Okay, you know that for the Greeks, I mean for the Egyptians, it was really about a culture." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was really, so they didn't care about the color of your skin. They just cared about your values and adopting. If you were down with their culture, it was like white, you could be from Asia, from Europe. It, it really didn't matter to them. And so it was a mixed race, like black, like by today's standards in America, most definitely black. Right. But, um, it, it wasn't really about them and they shared their, knowledge openly with anyone who was willing to adopt it, come and adopt it. And it's, it's really a, an amazing example for us today to help end that divisiveness. Um, you know, but the truth does need to be acknowledged. It is definitely a legacy that has been denied. Mm-hmm. And I do have very conclusive evidence, which I'm releasing in my second book that, uh, you know, black or white, this is this divisive conversation. Um, Wait, we deal with that a lot now already as it is with the whole critical race theory thing. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering yeah. how with, with the great information that you're sharing, 
Will that be one of the books they'd be like, no, we don't want this in the classroom because that's revealing that it was information. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be there's you would have to be unwilling to look, though. Right. <laughs> that's the beauty of this book. Right. Uh, this this book in particular, it'd be really hard. And it's kind of like it's a little bit of a chess move for me, honestly, because I don't get into the race topic with this book. Those that started the misinformation, it was in the mid 1800s. Some of them owned slaves, Mm -hmm. slavery. You had slavery in uh, in America at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And um, they believed that the Egyptians were black. So like you could almost like skip You know, it it does matter. That conversation does matter. But in terms of like why the misinformation occurred, I have conclusive evidence like one, the the main individual in particular uh, thought they were black. The Egyptians were black. That comes from the Bible, from the uh, curse of Ham. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but this was used as a justification for the slavery of black Africans. Uh, and it was supposedly like, you know, it was used to justify it. And, um, they knew that, that they, they also knew, and I have this conclusively cause they wrote down both things that, uh, they knew that the Greeks got it from the ancient Egyptians. Mm-hmm. They knew that without a doubt. Right. Yeah. I want to ask you, uh, a little bit about the detail in some of these statues. There's like three pictures that we have down here at the bottom. And you know, mm-hmm. when I start looking at your artwork, uh, for some reason, I start thinking about the leaning, leaning pizza tower. Tower of pizza. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's classical. Yeah. Is that one of the, the pieces that you can look at until it was actually originated from uh, African? Totally. Totally. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it. One of the things that, um, you know, researching this information, I went to school for architecture. Okay. Like I've sat in a, I've sat in many a lecture hall and a in a in a dark room with the with the screen up and looking at slides and the, you know they start with they typically start with Egypt and, and Mesopotamia and you know they start with pyramids right. and that's kind of like when you think of Egyptian architecture that's where it starts and ends for most people mm-hmm. and I found that to be true in my in my education which was at a top you know prestigious university and then they get into classical architecture and it's just kind of like this stuff just like popped up. Right. You know? Right. That's really why this book is needed because it's this, what has, you know, become our, you know, history books, which is like supposedly the truth mm-hmm. is really been slanted. And so, you know, this allows you to see for yourself. But what, what I found to be is that, you know, these fundamental and classical architecture is the most prevalent you just you get a little more awareness of what classical architecture is, which you will from this book. It's really like the root of it, you know. So if you if you want to dig into any subject, you you get to like the origins of it. You're bound to understand it so much better, and you, and you do from looking at this book. But then you go out in the streets and you start looking at buildings, and it happened to me. I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> that's that's where this came from. That's where this, and it was in Africa. Right. Uh, all these points. And so, you know, one of these reactions, I think, could be like, oh, classical architecture is racist. 
let's let's knock it down, let's burn it down. But it's actually African in, in nature. Most fundam- foundationally is actually African. So it's like the actual structures haven't changed. It's just our mind. Right. You know, our understanding has changed. And as a result of that, what you see changes. That's that's part of uh, the beautiful thing about this. I think it's just actually being able to properly recognize and, and acknowledge and validate, you know, where this came from. Um, the Leaning Tower Pizza in Italy is a is a piece of classical architecture. So there are so many, so many aspects of uh, classical architecture, you know, up until from the Greeks, then the Romans, then you have the Middle Ages and then the Renaissance. They all are based on classical architecture. Yeah. So, so, so let me ask you, I want, I want the listeners to know this. So you, this book you wrote, you're giving this book away. Is it, it's not a cost for this book, right? No, it's, I'm, I'm releasing the book for free as a, uh, ebook online. It'll be like a flippable ebook. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm doing that just so the information gets out. I want it to get out. I don't, you know, it's, um, I'm making it so it's very easily shareable and easily accessible because, my 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 goal for for this book is for it to the information to be known. That's also why it's primarily a picture book. Like most people don't read books, but they will look at pictures, right? You know, and and uh, and captions. <laughs> it's like a it's like a picture and caption book is really what it is. But but the story is really well told that way, and so. Um, I am slated for a November 3rd release. I might be extending that a little bit, <laughs> but it definitely will be in uh, November, early November. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about it to get it out and, um, and share this information and let people see for themselves. Kind of how this came to be is that uh, I, w- I wrote a blog called um, was on Tuskegee university in Tuskegee, Alabama. Okay. Um, they, uh, they're, you know, it used to be that the architect and builder were one and the same. Okay. Okay. If you look in the English dictionary in the 1800s and you look up architect and you look up builder, mm-hmm. they're synonyms. They actually meant the same thing. Right. And, um, it was separated for social status. Is that, this is actually how I found about, I was writing a book about the true history of the architect and builder. And I knew that they were one and the same for the majority of history. Mm. And I knew that the history books had been changed to make it appear that they were always separated. Right. Right. And I knew, I knew the men who did it and I knew the reason they did it was for social status because they could not reach this um, higher plateau of a journey because of their connection with manual labor, with physical labor. Okay. And so that they created this separation. Okay, the architect is white collar, the builder is blue collar. And they did that um even though that's where they came from. They came from the building trades. They did that to raise their social status. These are the same individuals that also knew that the Greeks got it from Africa. Right. And these are also the same individuals who started to change the history books. Okay. on this topic was I wrote a blog on Tuskegee university, the reintegration of design architect and builder is known as design build today. Okay. And I was crediting Tuskegee university in the, in the end of the 1800s, they created the first 
design build curriculum in America. Today, there's o- over a hundred uh, design build programs. And this was uh, made in Tuskegee. Tuskegee was the first. It had been uh, unrecognized, uh, you know. And this this blog I wrote was was documenting that and saying, hey, you know, this is the first. Uh, that is now being emulated and is quite popular, but this was the first. And uh, a gentleman named Melvin Mitchell, who wrote a book called African American Architects, mm-hmm. um, you know, commented on that blog post, and I I became aware of him. I I uh, read his book, mm-hmm. African American Architects, and in that book he has a picture called Hatshepsut's Temple. It's in the book. And I had never seen this um, temple before. It's extremely classical in nature. It has what's called a colonnade, which is a row of columns. Right. Like multiple people. Like the picture on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not one of those three, but it is, um, you look at it, it's like similar to like what you see in our Capitol buildings. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. The central staircases. And I, I had never seen this building before. And I was like, how could I wait? I wouldn't, this is like my subject. How do I not have never seen this? Right. That's actually what started me looking into it. And I, once I started, I just kept uncovering and finding more and more. Uh, and it just didn't make sense to me. Right. And so I kept looking and, um, you know, you're left at the end of this book, you're left with the question of like, you know, you, you have conclusively seen where classical art, architecture's roots are. You've also seen this, we're taught like the complete opposite. And so it begs the question, like, how the hell did this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, and that and and so that connection actually happened at the end of my research. So let me. All right. So I want to make sure people are able to uh, find you, find this book. Can you give them your information on how to to get to? The yeah, I'm. A, I'm recently on TikTok. I know, right? <laughs> Never. I just started up on TikTok, but David Muniz Supple, um, David M U N I Z is my middle name, and Supple S U P P L E is my last name. I am on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, all those. You can find me at all those places. And, um, yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you sharing this with me, uh, Dave. I'm looking forward to your children's book that we talked a little bit about. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to make sure I put all your social media stuff down here so people can uh, get the book. I have a copy of it, and it is absolutely amazing. Great information, man. I love looking. I get stuck on the pictures. I keep looking at the pictures, just like you say. Yeah. And then I go back yeah. to reference and look. I was like, man, this is so cool. So thank you so much for sharing this, man, for uncovering this and I hope I'm going to definitely post it everywhere that I have it in, in, on our school platform so uh, the kids can learn learn awesome. more about the history of, uh, of architecture when it comes to African Americans and, and that's good and I'm, I just appreciate you sharing it man I really do well uh, is, you know it's my extreme pleasure Alvin and I appreciate the opportunity to, to you know speak to your audience and um I hope they're able to see it for themselves as well and, and share it as well. Now, you know, people are going to ask this question like now, is he originally from Africa himself or did you do uh, Ancestry.com and find out what you know? I haven't. I haven't. You know, my, my mother is Puerto Rican. My, my father is Irish. 
Okay. So that's kind of that's my heritage. Well, that's that would be that would be um pretty close African American that closely, you know. Yeah, my I believe my I haven't done the ancestry thing, but my mother has. So right. Um, you know, definitely definitely have some Afro Africa in me. But you know what? This is this is another kind of thing that I hope this book leads to is if you go back far enough, we all came from Africa. Okay. So, and we are one race. We are the human race. Okay. Mm -hmm. There has been this misinformation with this is a prime example of that has, you know, oppressed some of us. Yeah. But, you know, with that, with those lies lifted, and the truth known, you know, I really believe it's going to help unite us. And, 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 you know, we are, we are the human race. We have so much more in common than we have differences. Yes, we do. And, and, you know, it has, we've been, it's a small minority that was able to put this misinformation there that helped keep us divided. And, you know, this divisiveness that is so prevalent today uh, you know, keeps it alive. Um, but you know, we, my hope is that with this truth, you know, there will be more understanding. There will be, you know, for me, like I grew up in a, you know, I had this, this kind of, you know, mixed heritage. I grew up in a diverse environment, but when, I don't know, honestly, what if I, if I were, if you were to, what you were to tell me what I thought of when, when I heard of Africa, it was, it was like inferior conditions, mm. you know, and that is, you know, that was conditioned into me. I didn't, I wasn't born there. That was a conditioning, mm. but, you know, doing this research and writing this book has brought me to the, uh, you know, the realization that, you know, that was, that was totally <laughs> yeah. false, you know, Africa is what brought Europe out of its dark ages. That that is actually the truth, and so um, it's really a legacy that we need to restore for the benefit of not only the black community because you know that is who it has oppressed the most, yeah. but for the benefit of, of all of all mankind. Well, Dave, thank you so much, man. Uh, you got to come back. When you finish your children's book, I will have to come back because I'm going to be keep up with all your stuff. And uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Oh, my pleasure, Alvin. Thank you. Make sure y'all share, watch, make sure you follow this guy. I mean, definitely download the book, especially since it's not costing you anything, but definitely check out Dave's social media page because every day Dave comes and is like, yep, I found something else, y'all. And I really like when you do that because I was, I I watched your stuff recently. Here's one other comparison. You got to look. So thanks, Dave. Awesome. Thank you, Alvin. You have a great day. You too. Bye.